Hello everyone and welcome to the last episode of Ugly for 2022. I know I said it on the last episode but I was I was telling a fib. But on today's episode it's going to be titled or something along the lines of lessons I learned from 2022 which is essentially things that have shaped me to be the person I am today from 2022 that I'm going to be taking into 2023 whether that's lessons of love, lessons of friendship or just lessons of self-body image or self-confidence. And I'll put a trigger warning now because in part of the episode I will be talking about body image. Um, But I hope you enjoy and I hope that you kind of listen to these experiences I've been through to realise that they're actually lessons and not just bad experiences. They're things I can grow from and things that I don't have to experience again in 2023 because I've already been through them. So let's get into it. The first kind of lesson I learned from 2022, because I used to be very much a people pleaser. I used to always want to be people's friends. I used to always wanted people to, you know, have the best possible version of myself in their head, which, you know, is a great thing, but it's exhausting because, you know, you can't be the best version of yourself every single second of the day. We're human beings. We have emotions. Some days we wake up and we can't explain why we feel sad. Or some days we wake up and we can't explain why we want to dance around the whole house. You know, I was such a people pleaser. And when I was in friendships and I would be confused as to why this friendship wasn't a good one. Or I'd be confused why the person in the relationship wasn't being nice to me or wasn't doing specific things. I then realised you cannot expect yourself from other people. And that seems very harsh and it seems like it's very blunt. But in a sense where you can't expect someone else to have the amount of beautiful compassion you have for others as you do. I personally have a very big heart and I'm very, you know, I very much romanticise life as you can tell from this podcast. And when I'm in friendships, when other people don't share the same compassion or the same capability for compassion, I get very confused and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's such a weird, like such a weird, maybe this friendship is like, isn't really for me, but you cannot expect yourself from other people because you are yourself a unique person and you hold very wonderful attributes, but you can't expect someone else as much as it would be incredible to be as loving as you, to be as creative as you, to want to, I don't know, go pottery painting on a Saturday just like you do. We're all individuals and we all have different kind of experiences that make us then want to make different choices. You're such an incredible human being that there are, you are very rare and you are very rare to find. Therefore, when you're in probably 60% of friendships or relationships, that person isn't going to hold the same aspects of you. And that's fine. You know, people say that opposites attract. But just because you hold such a beautiful amount of love for life and stuff like that, someone else just might not be in that position right now in their life. Or they might just not hold that same love and perhaps you might just not get on. And that's what I've realised is that it's okay to not get on with other people. Not everyone in life gets on and that's fine. And I can't expect someone else to have, you know, the same amount of love I have. You know, they could just be not that kind of person. But it's okay to not form relationships and not form friendships because you're just not the same and you don't have the same compatibility. The second lesson I learned is essentially a lesson in love. And that lesson is no matter how many times you go back to them, you know it will teach you the same lesson that you ignored last time and you know it will just end the same. I'm a person where, because I'm a very hopeless romantic person and I'm very, I saw this quote on Pinterest, it was so cute and it was like, you sentimental idiot. Because I'm so sentimental and so loving and I just love love, 
I would go back to people that hurt me or I would go back to people that did me wrong because I just love love and I only see you know the good parts in a relationship or a friendship I don't see kind of the negative aspects of it I'm kind of blinded by the fact of love but I knew every time I'd go back to someone that it would end the same because why would it end the first time if it was a perfect relationship of course it wouldn't you know and when they say that you'll learn the same lesson that you ignored last time is that that person will treat you the same because they wouldn't have treated you that way in the first place if they wouldn't do it again you know everybody is apologetic but it's apologetic in a sense that they've done it and they want you back so they're just going to apologize so they can get you back and then they're just going to do it again and then apologize again and then get you back and then do it again it's a repeated cycle that you kind of have have to recognize and I never recognized it because I was very much by myself in a sense where it was my first version of this friendship or this relationship or whatever you want to kind of relate it to so I didn't know what love I deserved I didn't know how to be treated so I would consistently go back and I'd consistently be like yeah that's fine like whatever just move on but I knew it would end the same because deep down I didn't want to recognize it but there was also a version of me that is similar to myself now where I know that if somebody treats me a bad way once, they will happily do it again. And they will do it repeatedly until I teach them that, no, you cannot treat me that way. There's a quote on Pinterest that I love. And it's like, um, you're constantly teaching people how to treat you. Which I think, like, blew my mind. Because that is so true. Because if somebody did me bad then, say like last, say like this, no, January, February time, I'd say I started to grow. I would... I would try to kind of cut them off, but I'd still be like, okay, you can come back into my life. Whereas now I'm very much like very wary of that person because I know for a fact that if someone does someone dirty, they don't have really respect for them. They don't think of them in a in a higher way. They just essentially think of them just as a random person. They don't think of them as a friend or a significant other. They just think, yep, I can do this and I can get away with it. Because they wouldn't do it if they knew they could completely lose you forever they just think that it's temporary and it's just going to be forgiven with one I'm sorry, you know. I just, I've learned that going back to someone will not change the way that I feel and going back to someone will not change the way that they feel about me. Going back to someone will essentially just hurt my heart multiple times in the future and I'm just kind of shortening and, what's the word, reducing the amount of time between the official heartbreak and the official breakup another lesson in friendship that I've kind of I've learned this year but my mum also kind of taught me when I was doing Irish dancing and my dad's always said to me he's always been like oh I only need one friend and that's your mum and I was like brilliant thanks Gary um but I've learned this year that it's okay to cut people off and it's okay if you don't like someone you don't have to like everyone because sometimes you don't even like yourself which is a quote I stole from Pinterest don't tell anyone but this was the first year that I've ever actually cut someone out my life in a sense where beforehand if I didn't like someone I would be a bit fake and I'd keep them in my life because I'd be like oh I don't want to be awkward and I don't want things to be weird if I do cut them off because they'll think I'm mean but what's meaner is keeping someone in your life that is hurting you because that's mean to yourself you know it's, it's a strange it's a strange feeling and a strange kind of culture around cutting people off but I feel like now I'm way more comfortable if somebody doesn't treat me well and if somebody is like mean to me or 
doesn't essentially serve my life in a sense, I would want to cut them off. It's, I wouldn't be mean about it. I'm not a nasty person. I would never genuinely be mean to someone. But cutting someone off doesn't mean that you have to go up to them and punch them in the face, you know? Cutting someone off means essentially just reducing contact with them or just... It doesn't mean being mean. You can still smile at someone. But it's essentially just not having to rely on that person or not having that person to rely on you. Not everyone in life gets on and that's okay, which is a big lesson that I learned because I would say to my mum, I'd be like, oh, I feel bad because I don't really like this person, but they're not a very nice person at all. And my mum said, not everyone gets on. Not everyone is friends. You're not friends with everyone. Look at the amount of friends you have. She was like, you only really love a few handful of people that are your friends. She said, so you don't have to love everyone. It's almost an energy waster because my mum always says to me, she says, you have this beautiful energy around you, but some people in your life, at the time she said this, she was like, they steal it from you. She said, tell me how you feel when you come back from spending time with certain people. She said, you feel drained. You go to the bathroom. You need to, you go to the bathroom. You go to the bedroom and go to sleep. She said, you go to the bedroom, you go to sleep. So it's okay if you don't like everyone and it's okay if you don't want to be friends with everyone because you have to protect your your peace in a sense, protect your own energy because if you're keeping these people in your life and they're constantly draining your energy, that's draining your energy from your passions, your everyday life, your relationships with your family. It's affecting everything until you do cut that person off or people off. Trigger warning, I'm just going to be speaking about body image now, but a massive, massive lesson that I've learned this year, which I essentially kind of learned in June when I went on holiday and I read um, Women Don't Owe You Pretty by Florence Given. And it made me realise that my body is not my enemy. My body has done so much for me. She's carried me for 18 years. She's done incredible things in my body system. She's let me experience so many things and she's carried me through every single moment of my life. So why should I hate her? Why should I be mean to her and, you know, mistreat her and make her feel lesser than she is because she's a wonderful thing? my body is my friend. It's, you know, that TikTok of, um, I can't remember who it was, but it was like, it's your house, it's your body, it's your vessel. It is your home. Your body should be your home. And I've experienced such amount of, you know, body hatred and really disliking my body and wanting to change every single aspect about it because I see celebrities or the famous TikTokers or whoever's popular at the moment who is has a different body type than me. So then my instant reaction, of course, in 2022 was to be like, I need to change this. I need to do this. I need to do this. I need to do this. And I was going a million miles an hour trying to punish myself because I looked slightly different than someone else on the internet that I would never probably meet in my whole life. And I almost apologize to my body now. I write her letters and I thank her in the mirror and I'm so incredibly grateful for her because I wasn't very nice to her. And I kind of pointed at her and I laughed at her. And But your body has done so much for you. Your body carries you every single day and your body does incredible things to keep you alive. And she's with you every single step of the day and she does wonderful things. She experiences wonderful things. She lets you see wonderful things. You should celebrate her. You shouldn't put her down. You shouldn't kind of 
be mean to her because she's a little bit different than someone else's, you should say, thank you for being mine and I'm very grateful for you. Now let's do this. You know, celebrate what your body can do. Don't see it as a punishment for what your body isn't. I used to rely on a lot on other people to help my mental health in a sense where if I ever had an issue, if I was ever crying, I would kind of, I'd call my mum or I'd get my mum to come in and give me a hug. I'd speak to my dad about it and ask him for advice. I would message my friends or I'd put it on my Snapchat story, which is completely fine. I still do that now. I still call my mum when I'm crying. I still call my dad when I'm crying. You know, I still probably put it on my Snapchat story every now and then. But I would rely on my mental health improving on other people. And I'd think, okay, if I go to other people, this solution will be fixed, which it was temporarily. If I'd go and see my friend, it would be fine for two hours. But then I'd get home and I'd be like, oh, my God. I remember one time when I went to the cinema, it was to watch James Bond. It was the No Time to Die one, obviously, because I'm too young to be watching any of the other ones. But I went to the cinema to watch No Time to Die and it was amazing. I loved it. I loved my makeup that day. I loved spending time with my parents. I got home. And that was possibly one of the lowest points of my life. I was in hysterics. I was trying to text the um, mental health helpline because I was just worried. I was just like scared. I was so down. I was like, what do I do? Whatever. But I relied on my mental health improving by doing things such as like distracting myself. And for example, now I'll go to the coffee shop to distract myself, quote unquote, but in that process, when I'm at the coffee shop, I'm writing in my journal, I'm reading a book, I'm doing something to actually improve my mental health. And the lesson that I learned is your mental health only improves when you change your habits, because only you can truly be there for you. As much as it's wonderful me going to my mum and dad for help or my family members, I know that they're not going to be there with me 24 hours of the day. So I have to learn to love my own company because I have to learn to realise that if I have an issue... I have to go to myself first. I have to kind of reconcile in myself first and be able to stop myself from, you know, going overboard and crying in hysterics, you know? I realised that my mental health only really improved when I started to analyse things about my life that could possibly be making me depressed and working on them. For example, at the time when I was really depressed, I was like, oh, I haven't achieved anything. And therefore, I kind of analysed that and I realised that and I was like, okay, fine. I'll start a podcast, I'll start journaling, I'll start reading more books, I'll start watching new movies, I'll start making art. And I did a lot of those things and I created a lot of habits and sometimes I found that they're just not my thing. For example, painting, I can't fucking draw, right? But that's fine. But my mental health only improved when I changed my habits, such as my, I made a morning routine, which I stuck to and it was wonderful. I made my own little traditions and it can be something stupid. It doesn't have to be like, going out every week my habits were having a double espresso in the morning or going to sit outside in my garden in the morning in the summer other little traditions that I made were going out for coffee on a Friday or going to see my friend on a Saturday or whatever like that and it didn't it did distract me but also in the process I was growing and working on myself because I was journaling and actually doing stuff that I wanted to do for example making this podcast so I've learned this year that you can't rely on other people to help you. You can only rely on yourself and only you are going to get yourself out of a rut. But you can ask for help. 
ask for help because I was I was stubborn and I didn't know what to do when I was really really down and I was crying I thought I don't want to burden anyone but the way of you growing could literally just be listening to this podcast you could be listening to this podcast in the background and be journaling or just drawing or doing anything eating a gorgeous meal whatever you want to do but growing is doing something that you wanted to do that's setting you back or fixing something that is setting you back Another lesson I learned is that learning to spend time alone is truly the best decision I ever made this year. I remember I started going to the like the coffee shops last September last year, I believe it was September, October. And I was really, really scared. And I was like, I don't want to spend time alone. This is so weird. People probably think I'm a freak. But it was only really in January, February time of this year that I was completely comfortable with being by myself in a sense where my room would no longer be my prison my room would be my sanctuary because I made it that because I changed from crying in my room every single night to reading in my room every single night learning to be by myself has made me realize that again I'm the only person that's going to be there for myself all the time but also that I can do beautiful things by myself I can make a podcast, I can listen to podcasts, I can read, write, I can watch movies, I can review movies, I can go on Pinterest, you can do whatever like that and even just putting my headphones on and listening to music by myself has become such kind of a a divine, a divine, that's very posh of me to say, a very divine thing darling but learning to spend time alone is truly a gift because it takes time, I didn't like it when I was first by myself because I would be scared that I'd be mean to myself in my head but after you repeatedly do it it almost becomes like a fun day out in a sense or like a treat for the week it's a beautiful thing and you learn a lot about yourself another lesson that I learned in love was do not settle for crumbs and wait for someone that's going to give you the whole cake which sounds very cringe I know but it's a quote from Florence Given's book uh Women Don't Know You Pretty which I really really liked I read it in June as I I've already bloody said that sorry guys repeating myself but don't settle for crumbs means that don't continuously settle and don't continuously 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 relinquish relinquish oh my god relinquish a relationship that is only feeding you crumbs that's only making you feel lesser than you are or smaller than you are or just essentially isn't really the relationship that you're looking for you're just kind of settling for it because it's a relationship you know you are going to find someone that's going to give you the whole cake you're going to find someone that's going to make you feel absolutely incredible and head over heels in love and so insanely full with life and romantic with life that you're going to realise then, you're going to be like, oh my God, why did I ever settle for someone that couldn't give me that? Because it's hard, you know, we'll always kind of go through those stages or go through those relationships which teach us that we don't deserve that. I'm grateful for every relationship I've been in, in a sense of friendships, but also maybe romantic, I don't know. I've really been in that many romantic relationships, not going to lie. But I'm grateful for them because they've taught me lessons and they've taught me what I actually deserve from a relationship or a friendship they've taught me kind of what to not accept next time it's an incredible thing but don't settle for someone that makes you feel bad at any point of the day or at any point in the relationship you should never have to question yourself or change yourself or feel as if you need to compare yourself to other people to fit this person to fit what you think this person wants you should just be 
authentically yourself and that should be more than enough for that person and if it isn't they're not your person i just had a coughing fit as i started a new episode episode chapter but the next lesson that i learned which i'm really sorry for keep saying but always always radiate love and be kind because i've learned this year that you can change someone's life so much i've had people message me to say this podcast has saved their life and i did not think that sitting down in january in that little cafe and filming the first episode that this podcast would have been anything more than 50 reviews you know like the little stars on spotify I did not think that it would have the greatest impact that it has. And it's, it's only a small podcast. I'm not saying it's anything like a big podcast, but I'm so grateful for the fact that it's been able to change people's life. And that's the thing before the start of the year, I wouldn't have made a change and I wouldn't really have gone out of my way to make something to, that I thought would have been good because I just didn't believe in myself, but I wanted to embody love and I wanted to embody kindness And therefore, with that embodiment, I created this podcast and I changed someone's life. So what I'm saying is, if you go out into the world and you have this aura of kindness and you radiate love and you just want to genuinely be a nice person, you don't know if that one person that you're talking to on the bus is incredibly depressed and they could make an awful decision. But you just saying hi or you just whatever like that. I'm not saying go out and speak to strangers because that's kind of a very bad um kind of thing sometimes but what I'm saying is that anybody in your life it could be friends be kind to them be nice to them or just be nice to people because people are going to be like wow she's actually very kind I might you know say hello to I don't know the librarian that I walk past in a minute or I might you know say that my friend is wearing a nice dress today one tiny little compliment to your friend could change someone's day you know, but also slow down. And this is another little thing, but slow down and don't stress in a sense where you can radiate love and you can radiate kindness. But if you are feeling down, you will be okay. And it's also, it's okay if you're not okay. It's okay if you're not okay is also a very big thing, a very big mantra that I lived by this year in a sense where I would have days or I'd have weeks or months where I would go and I'd just be incredibly sad and I couldn't explain it. I couldn't, you know, realise or recognise why all of a sudden I felt that way. But I read the quote, it's okay to not be okay. And it's a very simple quote, but it's very impactful if you read it in a certain way. I read it where it's fine if I'm down sometimes. It's okay if I don't feel 100% all the time because I can't help it you're human you cannot help if you don't feel okay one morning or afternoon or night time it's literally out of your hands and if you can't explain it that's also okay and if you don't want to do anything about it if you don't want to get up out of bed and go and see a thousand people that's okay if you want to spend all day in your bed and watch films to heal so that you can be better the next day do it i've learned that rest and relaxation is only rest and relaxation when you allow yourself to rest because I when I'd be in bed and I'd be down and I'd be like oh it's okay to not be okay I'd be watching films or I'd be reading books but I'd also be beating myself up in my head and being like you're so lazy you need to get out of bed if you want to make a change you need to get up and do 50 minutes of exercise and go and eat five million pounds of lettuce no 
if you're not okay, let yourself not be okay. Let yourself be sad and feel the emotion and relinquish the emotion because you can create something beautiful out of it. If I wasn't, I know this is a very bad thing, but if I wasn't very sad and if I wasn't very depressed, I wouldn't have the experiences to talk about now on this podcast. I wouldn't be able to sit here and talk to you guys and help you guys if I didn't feel this way. Everything happens for a reason, but what I'm saying is if you're down and if you're sad, that's fine. Don't beat yourself up about it. Feel the emotion and find a way to kind of help yourself and heal yourself. A big lesson that I learned that I think is really important to kind of like the whole dating culture of 2022 and the whole kind of culture of phones in a sense is no contact is God's gift because it is so easy when you have someone in your life that has treated you badly or that you're trying to cut off to text them when they're only a text away. They're only like a few clicks away. You can only just type a message and literally press send. If you are in contact with that person or you have the ability to contact that person, you're not going to heal because you are going to be so tempted every single day, every single night to just text them and be like, oh, okay, I completely forget about whatever happened. I completely forget about whatever they did to me because it's just a text away. You know, I feel sad right now. For example, if I ever felt sad about someone that used to be in my life, I'm a very rash person where I would act on that emotion immediately. And if I had a chance to contact someone, if I ever had someone blocked and I had a chance to contact them, I would contact them by now. You know what I mean? But that wouldn't make me heal. That would just be going back to the same mistakes that I used to make because that would just be going back to square one. I've done so much healing and you've probably done so much healing. But if that person is just one message away and you're so tempted to message them, you will probably message them. But that's not going to let you heal. That's going to take you back to square one and that's going to make you feel the same way that they did when they treated you badly. I'm not saying block every single person on your phone that's ever, you know, accidentally stomped on your toe but I'm saying that people that have genuinely really hurt you and you've blocked them for a reason don't make the ability to contact them get rid of them out of your life completely because that's the only way you're ever going to fully get over them and not bring them back into your life for the new year a big thing that I always do even now to this day which is it's hard because obviously I do these podcasts and you probably think like oh she never struggles with this stuff however still to this day, I compare myself almost every single day, whether it's on TikTok or it's on Instagram. It's so easy because of course we're seeing thousands of videos or images of really pretty, beautiful people. And we're like, oh, I want to, and it's not essentially comparing yourself all the time being like, oh, I'm so much lesser than this person because they look this way. Comparing myself in a sense where I'm like, oh, she has such a cute nose. I'm going to contour my nose like her contour, her nose contour, because I want it like that. It could be comparing myself in a sense where, oh, her hair is so long and blonde. I wish I was still blonde or her eyes are beautifully blue. I wish I had blue eyes. That's not allowing myself to grow because that's putting negative thoughts in my head. That Because my subconscious thinks that me saying, oh, she has beautiful blue eyes. I wish I had them. I wish is putting into my head like you don't. You don't have that. Therefore, you need to have that. Therefore, you're not as good as that person when you compare yourself you're losing your authenticity you're losing your sparkle because when I would compare myself I would do anything to be like that person whether it's even a celebrity or it could be just someone you see on TikTok when you're comparing yourself you're also then 
copying a version of someone that isn't you. Again, as I said, you do have an authentic version of yourself hidden that's going to slowly come out and it's almost like a phoenix arising that you're going to find in 2023. But recognize the fact that you're okay just yourself. You are more than enough and you are plenty just being yourself and just being you and doing your makeup routine and your hair routine and just your personality. You are wonderful because, you know, someone could look at you and be comparing themselves to you. You don't know, but be the version of yourself that you want to be and don't try and be anyone else because I think that you're absolutely beautiful just by yourself. I love, as you know, weird outfits or just cool clothes in general, but a big lesson I've learned this year because I went to New York in February and I wore a full Union Jack outfit, a full leopard print outfit. I wore ski goggles and rollers in my hair with football kitten heels and an extra, extra, extra large blazer. I wore a black and white suit with my football heels. I wore whatever the hell I want. And people looked at me so weird. People judged me on the street, but I had never felt more comfortable in myself and I never felt so cool in my whole life. And I did not care. Those four days were possibly the best four days of my life. And the fact that I wore whatever I want, what I want, what I want, wore whatever I wanted to, probably made them the best days of my life because I was fully myself and I was fully expressing who I wanted to be without apologizing for who I am. Wear whatever the hell you want because we're all going to die someday. Sorry to be blunt, but we all are. Your version of yourself in 40 years is not going to care, is not going to think, oh, I'm so unhappy that I wore that bright neon blue top on a random Sunday in 2022. You're not going to care in that much time. So wear whatever the hell you want. If someone's judging you, they're just genuine. They are genuinely jealous of the fact that they don't have the confidence to wear that. And I'm telling you that right now. It is genuinely just jealousy. And they're just confused as to why you're wearing that. And they're like, why wouldn't I wear that? That's so weird. You know, who cares what people say? Wear something cool. I've already done an episode on this, but never ever apologize for being a hopeless romantic or never ever apologize for accepting the love you do deserve. Especially in 2022, like it could be dating culture or anything like that, because the culture around love in 2022 or just modern day, for example, on Snapchat, is the timed reply thing, which drives me insane. I was speaking to my friend about it the other day. Because I was saying like, oh, I feel so stupid because I, this was ages ago. I'd be like, oh, I feel so stupid because I replied within, you know, two hours and he took 17 hours to reply. And she was like, literally listen to yourself. She was like, you say you're such a hopeless romantic. She was like, but you're letting timed reply culture get to you. It And I took a step back and I thought, how weird is that? That we, if we like someone, we have to wait a certain amount of time to reply to them. And I get like, you don't want to be having like a conversation every two seconds, 24 hours of the day. But the way that we freak out so much if someone leaves us undelivered for a long time, or if we take a long time, long time to reply to them, or if we don't take a long time to reply to them, if we literally sit on our phones with Snapchat open, waiting for it to like turn to, I don't know, like seven minutes or something, it's crazy to me. And if you feel like, you know, you're going crazy or people tell you they're like oh you need to not love someone that much because like he doesn't want a relationship or like they don't want a situationship then step away from that remove yourself from the situation because if you're a hopeless romantic 
you need to go where love is and you need to go where love is going to treat you and heal you and make you feel completely whole. Not where, don't go somewhere that's going to make you feel like you need to check your replies and check your replies 24 hours of the day and make sure that you're applying twice as long as them. It's insane. But don't ever apologize for having a wonderful amount of compassion and a wonderful amount of emotions for someone else just feel those emotions if they don't like you back that's okay it's not the end of the world someone else will in your future you're going to have a wonderful future with someone else and that's fine just seek validation within yourself and your friends as well the last lesson that I want to talk about is disappearing until you feel like you again and I did this in January of this year and I did this in June and I did this probably many other times but disappearing in a sense where I wasn't really talking to anyone on my phone I mean in in June I literally did go away to a different country so it's kind of easier but I didn't barely go on my phone and I did I did text my closest friends I'm like look I'm not gonna go on my phone really I'm not gonna go on my Snapchat or my Instagram or any social media if you need me just text me or call me or whatever like that I just need to like take a break a social cleanse I wouldn't go on any social media and I'd just be reading my book. I'd be spending time with my family. I'd be watching new films. I'd be, I don't know, exercising my brain or just trying to grow. And at the end of that period or the end of however long I took for myself, I was so energized and refreshed. And I was not as down as I was beforehand because taking time to feel like you again means that you are learning about yourself again and you're kind of taking time to detox and refresh yourself because when I did disappear for time for myself it was because I went through such a long period of time being depressed that I was like I'm so sick and tired I need to just take a break and I need to rest so in those two weeks when I did go away I was reading and I was writing and I was like oh my god this is so much nicer I'm reading Florence Given's book women don't know you pretty pretty oh my god pretty pretty right made me realize that I needed to cut off so many people and it made me realize that so many people treated me so badly and I did not realize what it was I didn't realize that they were manipulating or gaslighting or that they were literally like cheating on me whatever like that so after reading that book I was like oh my god I got home from that holiday I cut people off and I felt like there was a weight lifted off my shoulders because I was I opened my eyes to what people were really doing to me. But also the reason why I'd have to take time to feel like me again was because I was putting so much pressure on myself. Because I have big dreams. But if you have big dreams, your dreams will come in time. Enjoy the journey. Because you don't want to go straight to being a, a Oscar-winning actress without the journey of it. You, because what are you going to say when you accept that Oscar? You're going to say, oh, this is a great time. I just skipped here from when I was 17 years old. You know, enjoy the journey. Enjoy the way it goes on and stop controlling things is what I, I, I have a really big issue with controlling things. I'm like, okay, I want this to happen and this to happen, this da 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 da, whatever. But that, that means I don't enjoy myself. I don't let go. So what I'm saying is let go and let things just happen and unravel because they will happen. You will achieve your dreams, just not right now. And that doesn't mean that you're never going to achieve them, but they will come in time. And that is the last episode of 2022 wrapped up for this year. I want to say thank you so much for changing my life. Because without this podcast, I feel as if my life would be very different this year. And 
I'm so incredibly grateful that I've been able to help you guys and I've been able to change your lives a little bit hopefully um but I'm grateful for you I'm I love you so much and I want to thank you so much and I hope you have an incredible new year and you achieve everything you want to achieve if you didn't achieve certain things this year don't beat yourself up about it just work on them next year and take it slow and you don't have to control things and just let life show you how good it truly gets I love you Mwah.